Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. So cool, eh? You can uh, carry on the conversations. Hey, if you're, uh, if you're just about to sit down, there are a few seats up uh, a bit further forward. If you're down the back and want to move forward, you're welcome to do that. Anyone got minties this morning? Hey, hey, got to find the treats up front. Um, what a week, eh, for the country, for us. Um, and just before I kind of launch into what we want to talk about today, um, by the way, if we haven't met, my name's Stanley, um, and it's, it's great to have you here, whether this is your first time or your 300th time or seven years, that's a bit more than that, eh? Yeah, anyway, um, it's, it's awesome to have you here, and uh, you've, if you are new with us, you've come right in the middle of a really cool series that we're doing at the moment called Good Question, and so we'll talk about that in, in just a moment. Um, but uh, we did just want to talk about one other um, you know, uh, thing that's happening that is really good for us to be aware of uh, in, amongst, uh, in amongst this current season, and that is um, the abortion law reform um, that's before Parliament at the moment. So really, you know, obviously as a church, we're really cautious about getting political. Um, and so really, it's just the encouragement to be informed. Um, if you don't know what's going on, uh, then go and find out what's going on, uh, and uh, and then be as proactive as you feel to be. Um, so you can obviously there are some practical steps that you can do in terms of local government, etc. Um, and to be praying is really important. But let's just be aware uh, of where we're at as a, as a nation and really be um, you know be active within it. And I'm just going to pray um, about that and kind of the situation that we're in at the moment. And then we're going to we're going to launch into today. God, we, we thank you that you're God, and uh, that no matter kind of what's before us, Lord, we thank you that we can always trust you, that you are always faithful, that you are always good. And uh, as we gather before you um, here, Lord, it's just such a gift to be able to do so. Uh, and so we pray, Father, for our, the, the current circumstances that we find ourselves in within our nation, and, and even broader than that. And God, we pray for your protection. We pray for your provision as we go forward. We pray for great wisdom. Lord, would you, would you give wisdom to our leaders, to our local governments, national governments? Uh, Lord, would you, would you guide them in your ways in Jesus' name? And we thank you, Lord, that you are always good and that we always can trust in you, Lord God. We, we pray a blessing. God, over the people that we find ourselves around right now. God, on our left and right, Lord God, thank you for the body of Christ. Thank you for that we can walk forward together under your name, in Jesus' powerful name. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. Awesome. So cool. So like I mentioned, we're in this middle of, uh, of the series called Good Question. And uh, what we did is we kind of put it out there. Hey, let us know some key topics, ideas, suggestions, questions that you have come across within your world that would be good for us to be able to lean into a little bit. If you've been away over the last couple of weeks, really want to encourage you to listen to the podcast. We've had a great couple of weeks looking at social media and then sex and sexuality last weekend. Yes, that's right in church. And uh, it's just, it, honestly, it's been a, a great couple of weeks. Uh, and today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the supernatural. 
uh, and, and spiritual warfare. So we had a, a topic come in, and the way that I've sort of interpreted it uh, is kind of what's the deal, you know? Here we are, 21st century, uh, Western culture, What's the deal? You know, how does the how does this how is the supernatural relevant to us in our everyday world? And what's this thing all about spiritual warfare? Uh, how do we kind of how do we walk forward kind of well in that? So again, if you're like, man, why are we talking about that in church? It's because you asked. Good question. So my mission, really, I think today when we're talking about this idea of the supernatural, I think it's just to raise a bit of awareness of the reality of the Holy Spirit, of what's going on in and around our world as we, as we walk through it, the things that we perhaps can't see in the, in the flesh. It's maybe to stir a bit of complacency that, man, I know how easy it is just to walk through life with natural eyes. Uh, so it's kind of to stir that, but it's also to allay some fears it's also to say, you know, like, we don't need to be afraid of this stuff. This is, and especially relevant here, you know, this week, <laughs> to, not, uh, to not need to be driven by that uh, within our lives. And uh, for me, when I think about the supernatural, I, I, I think about circumstances in my life as I remember back where I've seen the, the reality of God work in ways that I cannot understand with my human thinking. Like I remember one time, as quite an early Christian, um, there was a, just a few of us uh, praying for a friend of ours who was sick. She'd lost her voice. Uh, and there was just a, a weird moment, an indescribable sort of moment while we were praying. And it was kind of like something just changed. And then she suddenly just was able to talk freely, uh, was not sick any longer, just something happened. Supernatural. I think of um, a bit more of a, a funny instance where we came out of uni one day, and I was with Rach and a few others. Um, I was still in the courting phase, so I was still looking to impress her, but anyway, <laughs> off topic. Um, anyway, we came out of uni, and her car was gone. So her car had been stolen. It was a Ford Laser. It wasn't very difficult to steal. Uh, you could kind of put anything in the keyhole and, you know, like, turn it, get in there and drive away. But it was annoying, nonetheless. And uh, so, anyway, so the car stolen. And then uh, we were actually at a youth conference uh, that night. Uh, so we went along, and during worship, Rach just had the, a street name uh, drop into, that she was dropping to her mind while she was worshipping, Memorial Ave, if you know Christchurch, Memorial Ave. And uh, she thought... I told us in somebody else's car on the way home, uh, I think we should go to Memorial Ave. I think my car might be in Memorial Ave. So we drive straight to Memorial Ave. Her car is there. She jumps in it, turns the key, drives off. <laughs> yeah, it was the right key. Anyway. <laughs> I was like, whoo. What just happened there? That's, that's kind of cool. Or I do also think of times where the, the reality of the, the more spiritual sort of battle that's going on in people's lives uh, has been th that I've seen as well over the years. And so one particular circumstance I remember is we were at a retreat 
uh, called Cleansing Stream, if anyone have, anyone's been involved in that ministry, uh, praying for a bunch of people, and there was just a, um, there was a, a guy being prayed for, and all of a sudden, he just he started talking in a different voice, he started getting very aggressive, um, and he started kind of striking these sort of warrior poses, and it was obvious um, that there was some sort of demonic activity going on right there that was manifesting. And so I was like, ooh, what's going to happen here, you know? Side, side note, if you're all around church in the 90s, there was a bit of that going on. And, and to be fair, I reckon that we actually gave a bit too much credence to the, to the enemy actually being able to have a, have a bit of a show. But anyway, so, we, so he, he was doing this. And then I just remember this, this, uh, this woman, one of the intercessors on the team, uh, just walked up behind it. She wasn't, a, a, you know, she wasn't a, a large woman or anything. You know, just a, a just a, a, a woman who came up, put her hand on the back, and said something along the lines of "Be quiet in Jesus' name." <laughs> Bang! Straight back to his normal self in his right mind, uh, calm, able to be prayed for, receive his freedom and his healing. It's like. Well, she wasn't aggressive, she didn't yell, she didn't do anything. She just calmly put her hand on his back, said, be quiet in Jesus' name. And the authority and the power that there was in that name of Jesus. I'm sure, you know, there's lots of different stories around the room of times where you have seen or experienced the supernatural in some sort of way. Um, you know, maybe very, maybe very recently, mainly, maybe in years gone past, but, but you've seen the reality of it. I think that I also recognize that it is so easy for us, for me, here in Western culture, just living out daily life, to slip into the the natural, what I can see, what I can feel and touch, you know, uh, and to kind of forget about the reality of the spiritual battle that is going on around us at the moment. I think it's really simple for easy for us to do. So maybe that's like you, you know, you can remember those times in the past, but in terms of the reality of the day to day, and really that's part of what I want to stir uh, this morning. The reality is if we were living in a different culture, uh, maybe if we were living in more of an Eastern sort of culture or we were living uh, in maybe a developing country like tribal communities, for example, you know, often the default is when something bad happens is to ask who, not what. You know, who is the, is the, the spirit that made that happen to me or who got that spirit to do it to me, you know? And we kind of think, oh, that's like, yeah, oh, that's so primitive, you know, that's just... Such a silly way of living. Guys like N.T. Wright, who we don't seem to be able to do too many messages without re referencing, because we really like him. Um, you know, he just points out, like, it wasn't until kind of coming through the 18th century, Age of Enlightenment, uh, this whole drive that we had as a culture, where we started to separate out the natural and the supernatural. You know, it wasn't until that time that we said, no, we've got to separate these things out. Up until that point, you know, this very much intertwined in the way that we just go, uh, go about life. Maybe even for you, you've walked into a room or a place and you've just thought, mm, there's just something not right here. You just, you know, there's just something that sort of unsettles you or there's something in your spirit that's just sort of, 
even if we take a little wider look. I think that it would be safe to say that we would recognize that beyond just the, the movies that have a nice sort of good versus evil theming going on, Star Wars, etc., <laughs> we don't need to look very far to see that there is genuine evil within the world, right? You know, we just think about some of the issues that, uh, that, that we've faced through the centuries, you know, wars and murders and, you know, like it's like there's some really genuinely evil stuff that has taken place. So there is, there is this battle. We recognize that there is this battle going on between good and evil that is beyond just kind of what we see on the surface of what's going on. Political agendas, etc., etc. Today, of course, marks the one, literally today, the one-year anniversary of what happened, the Christchurch shootings last year. You know, an evil act. And it's important for us as Christians not to, be, not to be fearful of it all, but not to bury our heads in the sand, to be aware of it, to allow ourselves to be aware of the reality of what's actually going on within our world. And I'm not going to pretend this morning to be able to kind of cover everything uh, when it comes to the supernatural, but I think what would be useful is just to look, to look from a biblical point of view, like, you know, okay, so who is it? Who is this enemy sort of thing going on here? Who is it that we're, that we're battling against? And then, and then how do we move forward? You know, how do we approach this uh, in our Christian walk? And again, if you're wondering why we're talking about this, it's because you asked. All right, so Revelation. Yeah, Revelation. If, again, if you're new to the Bible, the Re- Revelation is the last book in the Bible. And it kind of plays with you a little bit. It's a prophetic book, uh, and so it, it speaks in, in different sort of you know, language in terms of artistic stuff, sort of form, but it is really useful still to look especially at this topic. So Revelation 12, 7 through 12, I'm going I'm to read uh, for you. You're welcome to turn in there if you've got your Bibles. It says this, Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough. And they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. Verse 10, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters, who accuses them before our God day and night, has been hurled down. They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Therefore, rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them, but woe to the earth and to the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He is filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. So here we have this picture of the devil, this fallen angel being cast out of heaven to earth along with the other fallen angels. Then Revelation 20, we see this final judgment of Satan. Here, uh, where he is cast down, never to torment. Man, I don't remember the last time I talked about Satan in church. I like this is, this is good. Anyway, um, <laughs> where he is cast down, never to torment those on earth again. Again, N.T. Wright, 
He points out that the Bible, it doesn't actually use very precise language when we're talking about the enemy or Satan. It's more a descriptor, uh, the Satan, which means the accuser. Uh, in the Old Testament, there's not too much mention of demonic activity, uh, but the serpent we know from you know, within the Garden of Eden. Uh, by the time of Jesus, there's words like Beelzebub, uh, meaning Lord of the Flies, or simply the evil one. Originally, the religious leaders of Jesus' time thought that he was being led by this being this thing. But when they saw the way that he had authority on earth uh, to be able to deal with any sort of demonic activity, heal the sick and so forth, uh, then they realized that he, he wasn't. And then ultimately with his victory through the cross and what that accomplishes for us, they realized, no, this, this is something different. Colossians 2 verse 15. You staying with me so far? Colossians 2 verse 15. And having disarmed the powers and the authorities, this is talking about Jesus, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. So from what we read within Scripture, and what we experience in the natural too, I think, we find ourselves caught in this, power, in this time that the, that the vineyard movement likes to refer to, and others as well, between the now and the not yet of the kingdom. All right? So, so the now as in yes, Jesus has won the victories through the cross. Again, if you're new to the whole Christianity thing or new to church and this kind of, this is, what's he talking about? I just really encourage you to ask the people that you came with this morning, what is that, what's he talking about when he's talking about the cross? I don't have time to unpack it right here and now, but just have the conversation. What? What does he mean by the cross? So we have authority through what Jesus accomplished on the cross through his death and resurrection. In other words, we have access to be able to see healing take place, to, to see the authority over the enemy's work here on earth in our lives. But yet we also recognize that it's not fully complete. It's the not yet Peace of the kingdom. Jesus, again, whole another big topic, but Jesus has not returned when we will see the full accomplishment of all that God intends for us on earth. So here we are in the middle of this battle, right? The now and the not yet of the kingdom. And this is where we, you and me, this is where we find ourselves in, this battleground. That yes, we see the authority of God, but yet. We don't yet see the full fulfillment. So there is still heartache. There is still sickness. There is still pain. There, you know, the, the enemy's intention is to try and lead the world astray. And, and there is the stuff that's going on that is as a result of the battle, the middle ground that we're in right at the moment. 1 Peter 5, 8 to 10. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Again, one more kind of 
dipping into NT, right? Little quote. The decisive battle has been won, and the devil knows it. But his basic nature of accuser is now driving him more and more frantically to the attack, to accuse where it's justified and where it isn't, to drag down, to slander, to vilify, to deny the truth of what the Creator God and His Son, the Lamb, have accomplished and are accomplishing. This is the ongoing battle in which all Christians are engaged, (laughs) whether they know it or not. (laughs) Okay, so that's the battle. All right? So what do we do? How do we, how do we engage? How do we, how do we walk forward well, given that this is the circumstance that we find ourselves in? The first thing that I think is really important for us and really important for us in this current season is to fear not. And I know that we've kind of already sort of referenced it throughout this morning, but... Just to fear, we we do not need to fear. To fear not. And there's multiple sort of scripture references to this, but just as an example, Isaiah 41, verse 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. The fact that God is with us. I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Or in 1 John 4 and 18, in the message version, it says, there is no room in love for fear. Well-formed love banishes fear. Since fear is crippling in a fearful life, fear of death, fear of judgment is one not yet fully formed in love. When we live out of the love that God has for us, that's our driver, not fear. To fear not. You know, yes, we need to be wise. We will listen to the Ministry of Health and what they're instructing us to do. We will love in that way. But we, we're not going to let fear be the driver. And I would really encourage you just in your own activity, you know, and especially social media stuff that we've already talked about a couple of weeks ago. Like, there's just so, there is so much in there that is, that is fear-based. So just be wise. Be wise about what you're reading, about what you're allowing yourself to come in. Even as I, as I talked about that moment that happened at that cleansing stream retreat with that, that demonic activity, um, seeing it in that guy, and just the, the reality of the power of Jesus and the authority that there is in that name, just it casts out fear. We don't need to be afraid of that stuff. Um, and Matthew 8 uh, gives us great examples of how Jesus dealt with that sort of thing on earth. And, and he, he was just so, it seems so understated about it. You know, for example, in verse 16, if you flick to it in the screen, guys, it says, When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases, just with a word, and healed the sick. And it's also good for us to realize that not every bad thing in our lives is demonic activity. You know, like sometimes it's just the choices that we make. Sometimes it's just consequences of the way that we've, you know, like if something bad happens to you, it could be a spiritual thing. 
but it could also be a very natural thing. If your boss is mad with you, it could be because you were late to work for the last three days. <laughs> you know? If you are sick, it could just be, just ask the question of help. My family gets sick of me asking the question, how much water have you had to drink today? <laughs> have you had enough sleep? You know, just some real basics that are just natural consequences. It's, it's not a demonic thing. It's just a life thing, you know? So it's good for us to be aware of that, not to over-spiritualize everything that we come across. So let's, let's fear not. Uh, let's also be aware and armor up. Let's armor up. So given the fact that we're in a battle, uh, Paul gives the Ephesians some great advice. So Ephesians 6, pretty well-known scripture where he, he encourages them to put on the armor of God. So verse 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Which is, which is an important distinctive. You know, sometimes the battles that we come across, where we come across in a, in a public sector, we've got to realize it's not the people that we're battling with. It's the forces behind the people, the, the evil that's behind what's going on. But he encourages, you know, belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, shoes of peace, shield of, fear, um, shield of faith, helmet of salvation, sword of the spirit. That's the word of God. No, we are to, uh, to put on the armor of God. And if Jesus was giving that illustration, or if Paul was giving that illustration to us here uh, in the 21st century, he'd probably use a different way of framing it. But the principle is still the same. Be, be wise. Be smart. What are you filling your mind with? What are you allowing into your, into your heart, into your life, into your home? Just be smart about it. Don't open yourself up to things that are going to be unhelpful for you in your spiritual journey going forward. Be ready for it. Uh, a good Wimberism, John Wimber, founder of the Vineyard Movement. You know, if you've been around for a while, you know, he, you'll recognize this. Talking about the church being a family, a hospital, a school, and an army. An army that is here to see the kingdom of God advance. Not through coercion, not through force, not through that sort of way, but to see the goodness of God spread and fill every part, every sector, every home, every school, every workplace, every setting, every neighborhood, just to see the kingdom of God advance because it's good. And you'd think, oh, yeah, well, if it's so good, that'd be an easy thing. No, it's not. <laughs> we need to armor up so that we can actually see this kingdom of God established and fill where we are. And finally, this morning, just want to sort of lead us towards praying for some people and so forth. And that is to not just fear not, not just armor up, but to be naturally supernatural. To be naturally Supernatural. Another way of looking at this is a common vineyard saying, and as well as other places, is to look for the activity of the kingdom. If we if we're wanting to see this kingdom advance, just look for that kingdom activity around your world, around your life, and the conversations that you're having, the places that you find yourself in. Just look for the activity of the kingdom. Even Jesus Himself 
setting the example for us. John 5, 19, I only do what I see the Father doing. He's recognizing, okay, this is what's happening. I want to lean, I want to step, I want to walk in that direction. I was out um, cycling uh, just uh, the, other, the other week. I was riding with a bunch of guys, and I, uh, I'd ridden with them a few times before, so I knew a handful of them, but not many. I got chatting to one guy in particular just throughout the ride, um, and then just on one of the final hills that we were going up, a good strategy if you're ever cycling and the guy next to you you think is fitter than you, just get him talking. So the, you know, then you can't, he can't ride up the hill as fast. So anyway, so we were, um, we were chatting uh, as we were going up, uh, up this hill. And uh, it, was, it was a good, a, a short conversation, but a good conversation. And he, was, he basically kind of led to the, the whole Israel Falau thing. And uh, Matt mentioned it last week, you know, social media, et cetera, et cetera. And, and we, he was really driving at, you know, so what do you think? He found out what I did, you know, church, etc. What do you, what do you think? What does your church think? You know, what, what's what's all that? And do you know what? He wasn't aggressive. He wasn't antagonistic. He wasn't any of that. He was just genuinely interested to know what it was and how it was that we would approach it. I would approach it. And I just, I just, it was just one of those little moments, little moment, and I just saw the kingdom of God just. Just advance just a little bit, it, just in that conversation. And it was, it was a really cool opportunity to be able to say to him, look, the reality is that when we saw God on earth in the form of Jesus, the people that he was antagonistic, challenging, confronting to, were guys like me. You know? It's, 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 it's the church guys. The those who society would see as being excluded in some way, uh, you know, doing the, the wrong thing, the bad thing, Jesus found a way to include them. He found a way to embrace them, to come alongside them, to be in their world. And surely that's part of our role as well. You know, just a, just a little wee conversation, just a little wee moment. We didn't stop and pray. He didn't fall. There was no angelic visitation. You just, you know, just a little wee. Where is it that you see the kingdom of God moving in your world? Where, where do you see that activity? Which conversation do you have where you can see the just the small little step forward that can happen? Where can you pray into to see the kingdom advance just that little bit. Don't fear about it. Just be wise about it. Armor up, but look for the activity of the kingdom of God. The supernatural. That's what the supernatural is. <laughs> don't need any special voice. You don't need to put on any sort of mask. You can just be natural. Be yourself. I want us to just have a little moment to, uh, to be able to pray for some people uh, this morning. Um, but before we kind of just do that, I've actually asked Peter Manser uh, to come and, and talk to us just for a second. Peter is a, a, a good man. Um, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I really, come on. Go on. And uh, involved with Elijah House Ministries and, and kind of deals kind of regularly with this sort of thing. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to give him an opportunity just to talk about kind of how he's seen it in his own life, but also kind of how you see it in others. So Thank you, Stanley. Go. Yeah, I'd just like to, uh, as, um, 
just to share my, my story in the supernatural. And I was a Christian, and yeah, things were going out okay, and I knew about the supernatural. But when I had an experience with it, that really set me off to understand how it works and what, how we can, um, as followers of Jesus, use the power that he's given us. Um, my mum had just gone into a, into a temporary rest home, and um, she had dementia, so she, sometimes things didn't go that smoothly. Um, at 10 o'clock one night, I got, I got a call, and um, they said, look, you've got to come and get her out. She's unmanageable. So I think, wow. So I turn up there, and uh, yeah, she was pretty um, totally out of character, hissing at me and doing these things. At the time, I didn't quite see, see it for what it really was. So um, anyway, I managed to calm her down, took her, took her back home and got my sister to look after her, so that was okay. But, and then I went home, and it was about midnight, and, um, and I just went upstairs, and, and Trish said, you've brought something back? You know, we thought, wow. And we could feel this really heavy um, presence with us. And uh, we thought, wow, what's that? So we, we, we knew a little bit enough to say, to use the name of Jesus. So we just prayed in the name of Jesus, prayed in tongues. And this heavy presence, which was almost like we couldn't breathe, it was very heavy all over us, left and, yeah, and didn't come back. So we thought, wow, okay. So it was the, um, the, the name of Jesus has so much power. Mm-hmm. And we can use it as Christians. And that's all we needed to do was use the name of Jesus. And, um, yeah, it, it went away. And uh, we discerned that later as, as the spirit of death. So I've got to learn in, in my walk with Jesus that sometimes these things happen. But we don't need to fear. We just use the power that we've all got to do it. In my ministry, I, I help a lot of people get free from stuff. And we see a number of times we see where, I suppose you can call it a demonic influence, has, has actually um, attached themselves to the person and it can help them and make them do things that they shouldn't do or don't want to do. But God has given us an easy, easy role. It's called repentance and forgiveness. So any of that stuff. So when we see it, we discern it. We just lead the person through a prayer and they're free. And it's just so exciting to see people change physically and just get free of the stuff that... Um, that holds them back. And I really believe that the enemy is, is especially people with a calling and, and a real gifting, he wants to hold that back. He wants to stop that, to stop the kingdom of God advancing. But we have a God who wants to set us free. So, you know, I just love doing that. We just, we just pray. And to see someone set free and, and moving ahead into their destiny is, is what it's all about. So, yeah, can I encourage you that we all have that power? And we can all use it. So, uh, yeah, just use what God's given us. And as Jesus said, I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Not some, all, and that's what we can do. Thanks. Oh, thanks so much, Peter. Yeah. So, so we just want to um, have an opportunity to pray for some people. Um, and uh, look, it's... It's kind of like, I guess there's sort of a number of kind of different streams that we can kind of go down here, but, but one is just, if, if you just recognize that within your own world, there's a complacency that's, that has come in, that, and look, we all get there, you know, like you just, you default to that sort of just seeing the natural, not being aware of um, the bigger picture of what's going on. So if that's for you and you'd like someone to stand with you and pray with you to help you uh, in that, we'd love to do that. 
Um, but also, if you just sense within your world that there's, there's just a real ceiling that's, that's been created, like you keep kind of knocking up against something, and it's like, ah, oh, just this old thing again, you know? And again, if you'd just like someone to stand with you and pray for you uh, about that, we would love to do that. We don't want to get weird in here, and it won't get weird. Um, we just want to pray, like Peter's talked about, uh, we want to pray just in the name of Jesus to actually help see freedom. Uh, within your lives. We want to stand with you and be able to do that. Um, or if there's something else that I've talked about, maybe fear, maybe just in the season that we're in at the moment, you've just really sensed that fear has got a real grip on you at the moment and you'd love someone to, to again, stand with you and pray for you about that, uh, then we'd love to be able to do that. So we're all going to stand. Let's do that. I'm going to pray for us in general and the team's just going to play quietly behind us and just I want to just give that opportunity for you to come up. And just before I do that, if, you are, um, if you're here and this is a foreign environment for you, as in I mean, you don't normally find yourself in church or maybe you've been coming along for a while, but you haven't quite made that step to actually, actually accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, actually say, you know what, I, I want to be a Christian. We would love to have that conversation with you, just lead you through praying and asking God into your world. I'm not going to ask you to respond in the moment right now, uh, but I'd love you just to come forward, um, make yourself known to us, and, and we'd love to, to have that uh, journey with you. So well, let's, um, if you want to come and get prayer, just come on out just while I'm praying, and then we'll do that, and then we'll go off and enjoy a water fight that's about to come. Okay? And if you haven't signed up to Summer Escape, all right, make sure you do that. It's coming up in a couple of weeks. It's going to be awesome. God, we, uh, we love you, Lord. We love you. We love your influence in our lives. We thank you for the power. We thank you for the authority. We thank you for the peace. We thank you for the calm. We thank you for your presence in our worlds. And uh, Lord, we're just really aware of uh, everything that's going on around us at the moment. So we just want to take a step back. We want to re-engage with who you are and we want to recenter ourselves on having you as Lord in our lives. We thank you for your love for us. We thank you for your direction in our worlds. Thank you that we have no reason, no need to fear because your perfect love casts it all out. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. So look, if you'd, if you'd like to come on forward for a prayer, then go for it. Uh, we're going to uh, finish things up there. You're free to go. Have a tea and coffee. See you out on the field. Nail it with some water. Uh, but look, let's just leave this moment here for anyone love to be prayed for. Bless you. Well, thanks again for tuning in to today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you're keen to find out more about us as a church whānau, you're welcome to go to coast.org.nz or of course we'd love to meet you in person. We meet at 10am at Aurewa College on the beautiful Hibiscus Coast and you're more than welcome. Be blessed and have a great day.